She glared at her husband. And who in their right mind would buy a hotel like that? That's the name. The Weeping Willow. Mrs. Stokes nodded. It's a nice name, said Jenny. It's a lovely hotel, said Mr. Stokes. Everything about it is great. The rooms are lovely, we're close to the beach. It should be a gold mine. Instead of which, it's a money pit, said Mrs. Stokes. We have to pay the housekeeping staff and the night manager and the chef and the waitress, she shrugged. It's a nightmare. You said suicides, said Nightingale. The website talks about suicides. I thought the website talked about a vampire. Mr. and Mrs. Stokes looked at him in astonishment. There's no such thing as vampires, said Mrs. Stokes. You do know that, don't you? Well, said Nightingale hesitantly. Mr. Stokes shook his head in annoyance. The website said there was some sort of vampire killing guests. It was the first we'd heard about deaths in the hotel, but once we looked into it, we discovered that there had been several suicides at least six over the past ten years. But there was nothing unusual or suspicious about them, just suicides, he shrugged. Sometimes people get to the end of their tether and they just want to end it all. He looked over at his wife and she glared back at him. These suicides, were they all guests? asked Nightingale. Five of them were guests, but the wife of the last owner also killed herself in one of the bathrooms, said Mrs. Stokes. She began rubbing her hands together as if she was washing them. Nightingale's jaw dropped. I'm sorry, the wife of the guy you bought the hotel from killed herself there, and you still bought it. We didn't know that at the time, said Mrs. Stokes, but yes, that's what happened. The seller didn't mention it, asked Jenny. Mrs. Stokes shook her head. Though, to be honest, we never spoke to him. Everything was done through the estate agent. Mr. Dunbar had already gone back to Scotland. Mr. Dunbar was the previous owner. The estate agent said that he had health problems, said Mr. Stokes. Now, of course, we realise it was just a way of keeping him away from us. Nightingale nodded. I'm not a legal expert, but shouldn't your surveyor have picked up on something like this? Due diligence or whatever they call it. You made an investment on the back of a surveyor's report, presumably. The building is fine, said Mr Stokes. It's a hundred years old and will stand for at least another hundred. The roof is fine, there's no damp. The electrics and the plumbing were overhauled five years ago. Don't sellers have to tell you about any negative aspects? said Jenny. Things like noisy neighbours and dry rot. Apparently suicides aren't covered, said Mrs Stokes. That's what our solicitor tells us. But you looked at the book, surely, said Jenny, her pen poised over her notepad. Didn't they let you know that something was wrong? The couple exchanged a look, and Mr Stokes flinched even before his wife spoke. I told you we should have done that, didn't I? She said. Mr Stokes threw up his hands. We were buying the building. The building is fine. I just assumed that the hotel would have guests. That's what hotels do, right? 
He looked pleadingly at Nightingale as if he was begging him to agree with him. I guess so, said Nightingale. Well, guessing isn't good enough, said Mrs. Stokes. We haven't had a single booking since the website piece, and it turns out that the hotel had been doing badly long before we bought it. So the seller knew there was a problem, said Jenny. Doesn't that mean he conned you? Mrs. Stokes shook her head. He never actually lied to us, she said, and we didn't ask the right questions. She flashed her husband a withering look, leaving him in no doubt that by we she meant him. When we looked around, there were people in the restaurant, so we assumed they were guests, said Mr. Stokes. And he said that we couldn't see several of the rooms because they were occupied. He held up his hands again. With hindsight, I screwed up.